This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here with a new edition of the We Spin Recipes podcast. And today we are going to talk quite a lot about Facebook events. The guest of this show is Dave Blue, the founder of uh, Spotcaller. It's a web app and a mobile app that is designed to simplify live music discovery. It works on top of uh, Facebook events. So there are there is already myriads of um, Facebook events created daily, especially in the music field. So pretty much every uh, show or gig has a Facebook event created for it. But so far it's been very difficult for music fans to discover something new uh, throughout all these uh, mass of uh, events added to Facebook daily. And uh, Dave has come up with a solution to solve that and to provide artists with uh, with a promotional tool uh, by allowing them to uh, get more people to their uh, gigs uh, by adding the events to uh, Facebook, something that most of you guys have already been doing anyway. It's a really interesting concept. Uh, I'd like to leave it to Dave to explain how exactly it works. And um, uh, be sure to listen to the show in full if you want some practical tips on, uh, on on describing your Facebook events, for example, and promoting them and so on. So we've talked about a bunch of cool things here. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any feedback, as usual, let us know in the SoundCloud comments uh, as an iTunes review or email me andrew at wispin.co. Really appreciate that. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello on the Wispin Recipes podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. So let me start with the regular question. Please introduce yourself and uh, share a little bit on your background so we, you know, get some context and where you're coming from and why exactly you started the platform we're going to cover. Excellent. My name is Dave Blue. And I am the creator of a new app called Spotcaller. And what Spotcaller is, is just a really simple way for both fans to discover live music and for artists to get their music events information out to everyone, out to the fans all over the world. So I started this based to solve a problem for myself is that, I mean, I kind of got accustomed to live music in in the electronic scene when I was going to college in New Zealand and where it's more about not the specific artist that's playing, but it's about like the location and genre of music. So I was just always very frustrated with hearing about events after the fact. And so I wanted a good way to like keep track of everything that's going on with just a few simple taps. So that's why I started down this path. And it's a it's a great honor to be on your show today, Andrew, and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Didi, are you from New Zealand? I am not. I'm an American. I went, I did a year of college, as they call it here in America, you know, like after high school, college. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know yeah. And then, then I just took advantage of the opportunity to study abroad in New Zealand and to, to, to complete my degree there at the University of Auckland. And it was just a great experience and just, uh, you know, just got an education, but at the same time, just uh, exposed so many of my like, 
passions that I weren't, wasn't quite sure of. Like, just like, I believe in your past, you had an experience where you were DJing, but then you realized that you were like, your calling, if you will, was to help other artists. Is that that's, right? That's surprisingly yeah. correct. Yeah. 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 So I had a similar experience where in my travels to and from New Zealand, I um, realized that I wanted to like, instead, because I actually did DJ for a, sh- a short, short amount of time, but I didn't want to be the guy in front. I wanted to be right. the guy more behind the scenes yeah. and use sort of my, my geek skills that I have and to solve my own problem, but also to help other help artists and help just everyone sort of, you know, share more information about what's going on in the scene. And, you know, I mean, that, that was several years ago now, but that's like the basis of how I got started. Right. Do you code yourself and do, who does the design for the, do you have uh, a team for spot color? No, actually, I all of the work is is done myself, which is one of the reasons why it's taken me so long. And I know not everyone might agree with that strategic decision, but it's because basically it gives me the advantage of being able to keep my costs very, very low at this point in time. So I can be very resilient as a business and I don't have to be... Um, dependent on outside investors at this point in time. So it makes it actually makes the product's future a lot more stable. Yeah. But it did take a little while to get there. Yeah, I can imagine. But uh, yeah. the product already looks quite impressive and great visually, which I appreciate a lot. I think it's very yeah. important to take care of the looks early on. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated and fancy, but just look good. Right. So yeah, yeah I mean, that's... I mean, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I mean, a lot of time is spent on the design and just like, no matter how good, you know, if you think about a car, like, you know, no matter how like good the, the engine is or how good the air conditioning is or the, you know, the seats or whatever, like what people are attached to first is how it looks, yeah. how it makes them feel inside. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's a very important thing yeah. that, uh, yeah. So... Before we uh, talk about some of the you know features and and so on, uh, maybe a few words on on what exactly it is, because uh, some of the listeners who are new to the project may not sure. even understand why how it's different from I don't know is, is it correct like to compare to Songkick for example? Uh, yeah, I mean it's definitely in the same category as Songkick and Bands in Town are the two major global players but then every city in the world practically has like one or two local event calendars i would say that the main difference from the artist's perspective is just how simple it is to get content on the app and because that is the fact the way it works behind the scenes is that it's actually going out and finding facebook events like all trying to find like all of the live music events that are on Facebook in the world. It's doing this every hour of every day and it's pulling those all together. So a lot of the artists that are on the app might not even realize it yet because they're, as long as they're creating a Facebook page and then creating an event page, that is usually what it takes to get them on the app because there's algorithms and stuff that are going out and always trying to find stuff. So just the, back, the behind the scenes process, because with pretty much every other website or app, 
you have to go there, create an account, maintain a profile, fill out a form, and do a bunch of other stuff. And with Spot Caller, you don't have to do any of that. So, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I just, uh, that's kind of seemingly simple solution. It's so, it's just yeah. brilliant because, yeah, there are apps like uh, Gigatools, uh, Artist Data, mm-hmm. I believe, that allow to submit uh, constant information to all these like bands and towns on Kick and uh, a number sure. of other platforms, but uh, very few artists still use them. And uh, right. overall, I mean, you you go to Sonkick, you want uh, something in uh, a subgenre of electronic music, and usually you don't find it there because it's not submitted, it's just the bigger concerts. And then there are, I'm just speaking from my experience and what I've seen, sure. and uh, uh, yeah. there are solutions for electronic music, and I've seen a number of great startups coming up in this space, like just to be focused on electronic music, but some of them unfortunately got shut down and uh, they had to close because it was very difficult to get artists and promoters onto the platform and then the right. the users uh, as well but it's like two solving two problems here getting uh, the sure. content and then getting the people who will be using the platform in your case you already have all these events because everyone pretty much everyone uses facebook and facebook right. events so y- yeah. your your main issue is just to uh, not issue but uh, a challenge i i imagine is to get artists and promoters informed that they are they are here yeah. already and then i mean it just it's so cool with facebook events it's like it is the place where all events are these days yeah. pretty much yeah there is i mean it's definitely a standard but it's it's not i mean just to be honest with your with your audience because i'm sure they're a pretty savvy bunch facebook events isn't a hundred percent of everything that's out there but it is a very large amount of events. And also what's great about that the types of events that are most likely to be on Facebook is that they're more like the local intimate up-and-coming parties and, and concerts. So like I even showed the app to a pretty pretty influential person in the in the music tech world at South by Southwest this past year. And she's seen like yeah, every kind of you know app there is out there, and she's from Brooklyn, and she was like impressed by all of like the cool underground parties that were coming up on the search results hmm. because of the fact that you know a lot of these artists out there they're just getting started and they have a lot of other stuff going on and they don't necessarily want to you know create the event on Facebook and then create it on like the local website and then go to Songkick and then go to Bands in Town and then go to like four other apps. Like they just kind of want to do it in one spot. So what Spotcaller is uh, just designed around the, the ideology that, and I, or I, I don't mean to make this that fancy or anything, but I just say to myself, like if I'm an artist and I used to be at one point that I just want to create my event once, like once period mm-hmm. and get that out to as many places as possible. So we're not like, you know, technology is still developing and we're not like at the perfect point for that, you know, globally. But, you know, I'm trying to be as consistent with that idea as possible. Yeah. With spot color. Makes, moment. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and, and, yeah. And, oh, yeah. I was just going to make a quick comment about the point you brought up about the two sides of the market. Like you got the artists and then you got the fans. And just uh, I heard this really great anecdote the other day. Someone talking about the startup Stripe, or I'm sorry, um, Square, you know, the thing where you can yeah, yeah, yeah. Swipe, your, swipe your card, that the reason that they succeeded so well 
is, or well, one of the re- reasons is because they weren't trying to get, they weren't trying to disrupt both sides of the market. They just focused on the retailers and then the consumers with the credit cards, like nothing had to change for them. So that's why they got so much, much traction as opposed to these more fancy payment solutions like everyone having an NFC-enabled phone and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I just thought, I think that's a great anecdote for your audience that like if you're out there, you have your own startup, you're, or you're just trying to like change people's minds about something, just kind of focus on one audience first and then you know, move beyond that. Yeah, makes sense. That's good. That's good. And uh, yeah, I'm, I agree that it's obvious that not every single event is on Facebook, but as I see it, if there is an event coming up, then uh, it almost certainly will be on Facebook, while it's not sure. guaranteed that it will be on some of the event-specific platforms, which still do their job well overall, especially for tours. I'm subscribed to some artists, so I know if uh, an artist I'm following sure. is uh, performing nearby and so on but yeah i don't get the same kind of i i see i know that i'm missing out a lot when i look into this website personally so yeah mm-hmm. uh, we are good with that point and um sure. i hope that our listener got interested enough to check it out because it makes so much sense when you actually see it and when you play with it and yeah, um, thank you yeah, i mean and <laughs> i really like the fact that you pull up uh, neighborhoods of a city right. it's just i i want to highlight that because i mean i'm just looking into uh, the city i'm I, I live in and it's like it actually shows some of the like titles of like where exactly the events are happening that's pretty cool so you you pull Excellent. all the information from facebook yeah the all the the core event information comes from f- facebook the neighborhood thing is somewhat custom where there's been about 15 cities so far around the world where I've actually gone and traced the outlines of the neighborhoods. So depending on where you live, it could be a little more specific. Like in Berlin, it gets quite specific, but say in, in Paris right now, it might not be as specific. But I would say to your audience, if anyone really wants that feature, like if they just like tweet at me or, or like you can go to the website and email, tweet us, and I'd be happy to concentrate the neighborhood thing on a specific location if there's a request to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense to focus on on the bigger yeah. cities. And uh, it did look like something more custom. That's why I kind of highlighted it because I've never yeah. seen exactly this kind of solution in this context. Because usually yeah. it's, it's like Airbnb and, and so on, like lots of uh, services having maps in one way or another have this feature, but usually it's done manually from what I know. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool here. And just to just real fast, like the end result of that was just to be able to, to enable the use case of someone's just going to New York for the weekend. And you can say, you know, just show me the drum and bass events in New York this weekend. But, you know, instead of seeing in Brooklyn or Manhattan, you can just say Manhattan or you can just say Midtown Manhattan. Like, you know, you, it's just very practical right, for right, what yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm, I just... Picked uh, Friday for uh, the city where I live, and I saw that my friend is playing tomorrow. That's pretty cool. I didn't Excellent. know. You've got some training features here, so you show uh, you highlight events that uh, the app considers as training based on the amount of people attending the Facebook event. It's actually a combination of two things, and, and I appreciate you asking about that. It's a combination of the growth rate of RSVPs. 
but it's also heavily influenced by the growth rate of the amount of likes that the Facebook page for the artist is getting. Mm-hmm. So even if there's an event that, you know, I understand like there's some events that people just don't RSVP to. And like, there's like, you know, I've gone to events where there's like 14 RSVPs, but there was like 400 people at the event. So as long as the, as long as you're kind of like doing good stuff with your social media and you're getting a good amount of likes just growing, even if you're coming from a small starting point, if you're growing fast, that will give you some more attention on spot call. And again, that's, that's sort of tying into the, the strength of the app compared to other people out there where it's really designed to highlight like the local authentic shows instead of just the big mainstream makes stuff. Makes sense, makes sense. All right, so that's, yeah. that's good. And I see a lot of value in the app right now. Myself as a, as a user, as a, as a uh, music consumer, also a terrible bolt actually, sure. just as a listener, as a fan, right? So as someone who right. wants to see what's coming up this weekend and what kind of uh, parties and events and concerts I may want to check out. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how it applies to musicians and how exactly they may sure. utilize the platform because right now it's not 100% clear for me what the call to action is for an artist. Sure, I totally understand. And just to be honest, like the app is designed primarily for the fan experience. Of course. And just yeah. to, to because kind of like Google has always said in the past that they build for their users first because if you make the fans happy in this case, that will eventually, you know, make the artists happy, make the venues happy and other people. But it is good. It is becoming more and more important to create features that are um, designed specifically for the artists. And right now, the one uh, primary thing on there is if you go to the main menu, there should be like a that hamburger icon at the top. Do you see that? In the, yeah, um, like, in the, I see the search, the scroll calendar near me. Yeah. So if you're down there, there's some, there's that thing called the promo oh, tool. Oh, yeah, 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 I see. Yeah. So this is a very simple utility that an artist can use where the, as soon as they create their Facebook event or if they edit the event, they can just copy and paste the URL into this mm-hmm. box and press the sync button. And then it will basically, the process that happens behind the scenes anyway, that in like every few hours it'll grab the latest event information from Facebook and sync it up and do all that stuff, it will do it instantly, mm-hmm. like right in front of your eyes. So, and there's a demo on there where you can just click the orange button that says, try the one-click demo, yep. and uh, you can see what happens. I will do it so, later, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and anyone can try that. And you don't even have to, you don't, there's no sign up for this either because you know, right now it's not actually changing the events on Facebook. It's just syncing, mm-hmm. like pulling stuff from there. So you could even sync your friend's event or sync anyone's event. But uh, this is just a tool for like the artist to basically have a little more insight into what's happening behind the scenes. Because as I said before, like Spotcaller is proactively going out and trying to find bands and artists all the time. And we already have a database of about 8 million artists on Facebook that are constantly producing events. And so... There's a good chance that if you put the event in there, it might already be synced up. But this is just a way for you to sort of, you know, control your content right, a bit right. more. Makes sense. So how, how exactly, yeah. by the way, the process of picking music events and separating them from some non-music events? Yes, that's a good question. And there's a number of ways 
that can happen. But the easiest way for the artist to control is if, as long as you put, you know, the genres of your event in the description of the event, mm-hmm. which is a really, you know, common thing. I mean, not everyone does it, but a good amount of people do it. That is the simplest way to make sure your event is uh, determined to be a musical event. But there are a number of other things too that are checked out, but just putting the genres in is the best way to go. Yeah, that's a good tip here. Speaking of which, so do you have any tips from your experience? I've, I've, I'm pretty sure you've gone, f- you've gone through so many Facebook events and you've seen some really yeah. good ones in terms of how they are presented and uh, maintained and some really bad sure. ones. So maybe any tips and uh, something current because maybe there, I don't know, but maybe there is a trend of sorts and some, yeah, something that musicians have been doing lately. Absolutely. And I'm glad you asked because I'm happy to share this kind of information. I was thinking about this and just to sum up the mindset that I encourage artists to have is imagine that you are in a city halfway across the world for like 24 hours and you don't know anything about the music scene there and you want to go out. What kind of information would you need to make your decisions? So that's the kind of mentality that I would suggest that artists have when they create their Facebook events. So it kind of, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the, like the, into the grass, the, into the weeds here, but it's just simple things like just write a nice thorough description of what's going on, include the genres, include when you list, when you list the other artists that you might be playing with, put a link to their Facebook page, put a link to the venue that you're going to play at. And also, if you include in like include the links to SoundCloud, include the links to Spotify, include links to photo albums, like all this sort of extra information that you would want to see, you know, if you were a fan. Mm-hmm. And there's also one important point is that often overlooked is as much as possible, try to create the event with your Facebook page that you own. As opposed to do like try to avoid creating it with your personal right. account and try to avoid creating it or just having someone else create it and you just like posting a link to it on your wall. Or if someone else does create the event, make sure that they're putting a link to your Facebook page mm-hmm. in there. So it's kind of I guess I, I feel kind of a mixed minds where, you know. I understand it should be easier for artists. Like an artist should not have to remember all these things every time. And I just wanted to say that there, you know, as far as spot caller goes, there's definitely some more technology being developed right now for future release that is going to like do even more for the artist with not a lot of data. Mm -hmm. So it's going to get easier going forward. But in the meantime, these kind of tips are really good. And I was actually uh, searching around and CD Baby actually created a PDF called Creating Effective Facebook Events, 14 Rules to Get More People to Your Shows. So you could Google that, and they have a really great PDF that outlines all of this, like almost the stuff I just said, and a few extra things as well. I'm linking uh, to it in the show so notes. That's, so it's easy to find. Yes, I was thinking you might want to do that. Okay, so beyond this PDF that CD Baby created, there's also a lot of general concert promotion tips that you should Google and check out like ways to organize your flyers, to organize street teams, to do ticket incentives and stuff like that. There's a ton of tips out there 
like that that are easy to find on Google. But in my experience, like I have noticed that the events on Facebook that just kind of sweat the details, include the little things that people want to know, those present very well on Facebook. They provide a lot of data to SpotCaller, like for us to make your event rise to the top of the list. Like the more we know about your event, like knowing that it has a SoundCloud link, that gives us an excuse to raise it up the list. But mm-hmm. the, those kind of events also tend to have the most RSVPs as well. So that's some, it's, it's good to pay attention to the details. And again, just imagine you're in an unfamiliar place and you, you need to talk to like the people who don't know anything about the music scene and have never heard of you before because there is a larger audience out there besides just your existing fan base. And Exactly, yeah. 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 That's a great tip. I, I think it's uh, oftentimes overlooked, uh, the copy for the uh, event description. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes it's not, I mean, it's, it is the selling tool. It's how you get people onto your show, especially those who haven't been before. Uh, from my experience, most of the events... Uh, I know, uh, created not by artists, but by the uh, promoters mm-hmm. or the like, the uh, organizations putting together like club nights and shows and so on. And sometimes it feels like they are talking to the people who already know what they do right. and not the newcomers. Yeah, so that's exactly right. They're sort of talking to their existing crowd and. Um, you gotta, I wish I, like, I see all these events. I wish I can just like yell at the computer screen and, and say to people, Hey man, I know your stuff is good. You know, your stuff is good, but like, let's help each other out and like, let's do it. Like enter the information, right. So we can help, you know, new people come to your event. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so for, for some uh, country specific events, uh, I, I guess it, it's kind of makes sense to recommend to add uh, a description in English, at least uh, parts of the copy should probably be in English if you want to attract someone from neighbor countries right. or elsewhere. For Speaking of, of Europe, obviously, it's not as applicable to states and so yeah, on. Yeah, that, that's true. But uh, even um, part of the beauty of putting the genres into the event description is that like a lot of usually... A genre is just in its native tongue. Like genres don't get translated. So whether you're talking about like rock and roll or which is English or merengue, which is Spanish, those generally there are some events on Spot Car that have like a bunch of like Japanese text that only Japanese people can read. But then you see the genres and you can see like the venue and you can see how well the artist is trending on Facebook. And there's actually, there's enough information. It's not perfect, but it's enough information to still give that fan that, say, if you're traveling to Japan, you give that fan enough information to make a decision about whether you want to go to the event or not. This system may have some issues with Russian events. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's too often, yeah, I do prefer right now the genres in, like in English, basically in sometimes and I mean, I'm, I'm talking, speaking from my experiences, life events promoter in the past, but yeah, so often times it's just... Anyway, but yeah. I, I think that overall in most uh, places in the world, this system already works and it's pretty smart solution here. Thank you. So, and the, uh, the listener, you may just uh, want to check out the platform if you haven't yet and you will see the tags with genres there. So all this kind of yeah information is pulled into tech cloud of sorts. 
So right. yeah, it just it yeah. helps. Do you mind if if we have time? Can I ask you a question real fast? Uh, let's try. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to ask in your experience as a DJ and promoting shows, like what are the biggest pain points for artists that you know apps like Spotcaller or apps like the bands of Town and Songkick have yet to address? For artists, right? So sure. not for fans right. as much as as for artists. It's an interesting question because I'm just trying to think on from which side to kind of approach this question. So, I mean, something that definitely is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it will answer your question, but something that is really important uh, for an artist is an easy way to list all the show dates and not just upcoming but the past one as well. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just uh, saying what uh, we usually have to do for our clients. And this is such a banal thing, but it's very common you know, to update uh, the website with tour dates to mm-hmm. quite late, uh, although it should be up there as soon as possible. So the automatic solutions are, are very good. That's why sometimes we've been using Songkick, uh, this, how it's called, artist box or whatever, toolbox, I don't remember exactly. So uh, uh, something like being able... So if I, as an artist... Just add events to Facebook, and uh, then I use Spotcaller to just get some insights. And just as a, as a music fan, it would be pretty cool to just uh, grab a widget from there and and you know be able to list the events linking back to Spotcaller. Maybe I'm just thinking of how what kind of features I would add to the app, so it's not exactly <laughs> what you you may uh, yeah. expect here. That's okay. But yeah, I mean. Definitely the ways to communicate with fans and uh, being able to reach people who already showed interest in your events is the biggest thing, probably. Right. Uh, when you think of um, Spotify, you want to build your audience there. You want to get as many subscribers as you possibly can so they know when you release a new single or an album. Sure. Uh, so being able to reach people who already showed interest somehow is cool. And Facebook is for that, is supposed to to work for that, of course, but then there are some limitations and uh, you have to spend money on ads if you want to reach uh, even people who already like your Facebook page and so on. So that's usually this is what uh, I hear, like the things that I see quite often, like being able to list the shows and very important, the past ones, just as the new one, right. as, as the upcoming one. So it's very uh, important. Like pretty much every single artist who I worked with wanted to list their past shows. And then, yeah, being able to reach like people who already went to some gigs, but that's kind of abstract and too kind of broad of a problem. But it is what artists want, obviously. Right. And I understand that. And that's actually an interesting point because there, there are services out there already that specialize in trying to micro-target new fan bases and that kind of stuff. And that's something that's, yeah. that Spotcaller may do in the future as well, because I'm sure there's probably a few curious people like, how are we going to monetize this and turn this into a big business and that kind of stuff, just so we're you know, stable for the world. And that's you know, one of tens of options that we could f- pursue is like, as our app gets you know, used more and we have a user base that and we understand like you know how many people that like electro jazz on the, the east side of berlin you know we can like micro target bands or artists who are trying to reach that kind of 
right. audience and to those fans. And so there's a lot of things that we may do like that in the future, but right now the goal is just to like build a great app for the fans because the more eyeballs that we have on the app, the more powerful we can be for artists going forward. Right. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I was curious about the kind of business models you sure. had in mind and uh, uh, it would be okay not to cover it at all on the call, but it is important because to anyone who likes the app and wants to support it, they want to see that it may actually succeed sure. uh, and that means financially, eventually. Sorry. Yeah. And, and that w- what you just mentioned uh, is an interesting solution, just something to add from my experience, something that I've seen some apps in the field try to go that road and, and mm-hmm. do these days is uh, uh, ticket sales. And I think it's kind of tough one, uh, which I yeah. would think twice <laughs> before entering because Absolutely. it's kind of, yeah, it's there are many players already and it's very complex and usually it's it's already kind of it's solved uh, so probably it's not what you right want to do right or i mean it's i don't want to take it off the table but i do appreciate the complexity of the business and especially in the us where ticketmaster has a lot of sway and i know that you know Some other smaller players like RA, Resident Advisor, has had success with this. Like in a you know an episode just a few few episodes ago, I think you talked to them. So I do I don't I don't want to rule it out, but I think there are other interesting things too that haven't really been tried so much. And just I mean, just to give you a little taste of the this idea is going back to the idea of like I said before, like artists create their event one time. And that goes out to the world. And I think that if Spotcaller, I mean, we don't have this product yet, but if we can make a compelling enough, like badass product for an artist where it's so cool that they come to Spotcaller first to create their event, we'll definitely get it back out to the social networks for free. But then there's a bunch of other people in the world, like travel apps, newspapers, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, like, to get that content out to a much broader audience. Not just the people who love live music so much they actually have an app in their hand or on their phone in their pocket, but people who just would want to go out, they're traveling or whatnot, but they're a yeah, little more yeah. casual. So this would, you know, it would be that, you know, would be free for artists to get their content on the platform. And then depending on who we distribute the information to, you know, we might charge that outlet for having access to the information but absolutely yeah so because we're making their lives easier and at the same time it would get the artist's information out to that many more people so it's just i I like the direction yeah 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 obviously i mean and i really appreciate sharing as well because i understand how it's a tricky question here and the monetization and uh i mean that is really interesting because as you already know monetizing an app by charging musicians and stuff uh, for numerous reasons and uh, our listeners who are artists themselves uh, without a doubt use a number of uh, premium subscriptions like lots of them mm-hmm. lots of artists use maybe a few at a time but yeah it's just uh, financial reasons in some other awful when you when you've got the right offer like i will pay you right away if you help me promote my gig like if you can do that then like it's yeah. uh, it's just a no-brainer 
But anyway, sure. th that's that's pretty cool. Okay, so yeah. at this stage, I think we've teased uh, the app enough <laughs> because I mean, it just makes sense to go and start like testing it. And uh, so, is there a way to I don't know, sign up to updates or something like that? Yes, actually, for artists on that promo tool page, which yeah, is the, uh, there, there's actually an email sign up at the bottom of that where they can enter their email and the, anytime there's like, it's, we don't email it very often, but anytime that there's a new feature that's like specifically designed for artists, they will be informed via that email. So that's on the main menu of the app. Or if you're going to the uh, website, you can just go to spotcaller.com, which is S-P-O-T-C-A-L-L-E-R.com slash promo. And you can sign up there. Cool, cool stuff. And, and of course, you can uh, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, which is just Spotcaller, you know, at those twitter.com slash Spotcaller, and there'll be updates there as well. Yeah, I'm linking to everything as usual in the show notes, and Great. I just signed up myself. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. I really appreciate yeah. everything that you've shared. It's, it's an interesting project. I do like it uh, both as a consumer and someone in the industry, and I see that uh, there is quite a lot of value for uh, for the music industry and the whole ecosystem and just trying to make sense of these like data that we've got out there everything is yeah. so segmented it just i mean it's insane how we've got everything like events and phones so many different platforms same with music i don't even want to talk about that yeah. so you kind of help make sense out of the existing data out there and uh, in a pretty innovative way yeah, absolutely. Like it, the the general approach is to like make sense of what we have now, but eventually we'll get to the point where we're doing everything we can with the existing data on social media and whatnot. That will then we're going to start like trying to develop our own services to really make the live music experience as good as it should be. Because you know you can't go to any kind of music conference or any kind of music gathering where you don't hear people talk about how touring. And live music is the future. Like I was just at a Grammy event the other night and they said like 90% of revenue will come from live experiences going forward. But there seems to be a real lack of solutions and lack of understanding about how exactly we're going to get to that point. So I don't want to say I have every answer right now, but I'm really you know trying to push us forward. And also just want to give a shout out to um, Courtney Harding, who you recently had on your show as well. She had a really good podcast with the guys from Dice FM, which is a UK live music app. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was just really impressed by that conversation. Like, it was really thought provoking about what the like the future of live music tech could look like. So, if anybody Google's Music Biz podcast and Dice, that's worthwhile. You know what? I'm linking to it as well. Yeah, it's worth it. I fully agree. And then on her show. I hope they will be releasing more episodes yeah. again soon. So cool. I, I'm, cool not, I'm not yeah. sure. I don't. I don't think they're going to be doing any more podcasts, but they have a really great archive. So yeah, they, I, I think they they want to resume, like uh, start doing it again. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But, lots of lots of great stuff here. Excellent. Yeah, I could talk so much. I mean, I. If you want to talk more, I'm happy to, but I, I know we're kind of uh, running we, we, late. We just, yeah, I, just as I, I explained to you before we started recording, we try to keep it um, to some... Yeah. yeah, we don't have any formal limits, but still, I mean, let's uh, keep 
our listener interested and curious yeah. and uh, so, i mean uh, it's very cool that you seem to be uh, very open to conversations on twitter how we connected you connected with uh, sure. me, I, yeah. I, i'd rather say in pretty smart ways so yeah it's really it's really good to i mean if you are open to that then if someone who's listening to us have questions Just uh, ask Dave on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy to uh, tweet or email or whatever with anybody. Awesome. So thank you so much for all the insights and looking forward to further developments on SpotColor. Uh, absolutely. There's a lot being uh, developed right now and I look forward to sharing it with everybody going forward. Awesome. Thank right. you. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you uh, liked our conversation and uh, if you want to check out more Find all the links uh, in the show notes, uh, wispin.co forward slash WSR73. And uh, for sure, if you have feedback, uh, send an email to Dave. Uh, he's active on Twitter once again, so uh, you can tweet him and me at MetaAndrew on Twitter. And um, yeah, so uh, it, it would be interesting to see how you use the app, if you use it anyhow at all. Uh, so maybe you'll find it handy for discovering uh, shows yourself as a, as a music listener. And uh, yeah, so maybe you'll have some feedback on, uh, uh, on, on using the platform as an artist or uh, a live events promoter. Uh, thank you all for listening one more time and see you next time. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We Spin 12.